The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. What's up, everybody? This is Warren, Driving Well Awesome. And I'm sure most of you have noticed, Brian has been absent from the podcast for about a month now. And if you follow us on Instagram, which I'm pretty sure most of you do, you will have seen Brian's post about him parting ways with DWA. But in case you didn't, I will read what he wrote here now. A few people have asked why I haven't been on the latest podcasts. The bottom line is that the DWA crew and I are parting ways. They're continuing on with the podcast and events, and I'm wishing them the best of luck on this and other automotive endeavors. On episode one, I'd guess that this would last about seven episodes, so the fact that it's been a side project for seven years is amazing. I'll miss the engagement with y'all on the podcast. I really had a fun time digging way too far into what makes us all tick. And I feel like together with you, the audience, we've done some good work. I'm not dropping off the face of the earth. Find me at at McQueen Racing on Instagram, where I'll probably continue to be terrible about posting updates on my Volvo and other projects. I'm also greatly looking forward to rallies and morning motors starting back up. So I hope to see you guys out there and on the road. White letters out. So like Brian mentioned, uh, after seven episodes, we really thought we'd be out of stuff to talk about. Um, at that point, we weren't really used to talking about anything for an hour straight, um, cars included, and we'd already kind of covered our car histories, current automotive scenes, and I mean, what else, what else was there, right? But here we are, 600 episodes and seven years later, and from the beginning, we've kind of always had different goals and visions um, of what DWA could or should become. And that actually meant four different visions, which have evolved over the years. Uh, a lot of those things we've pulled off, like the Coastal Range Rally or Morning Motors, to name two. And some didn't come to fruition or haven't yet. And... Um, and you should know that Brian didn't just decide to suddenly bail on us or that we felt he wasn't good for the podcast. It's way more difficult than that, um, more complicated. And this is not a decision that any of us took lightly. And it's been, it's been a difficult process to get to this point. But the decision had most to do with just a difference in our future visions for, for Driving Well Awesome. Uh, regardless, though, I mean... Obviously, Brian will be missed on the podcast, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the podcast will be the same without him, because I don't think it'll be possible to replace all the yo-holes and buy high, sell lows, call me crazies, and all the other dirtbag shenanigans. He would say dirtbag, by the way, also. Um, although, when I think back, he had a fucking cool vintage convertible, the Buick, while I was driving around on the Mighty Max at the same time. So who's the real dirtbag here? And, and I think also 
let's not forget, Brian bought a sensible, reliable Land Cruiser recently for the family. Um, so, you know, can he really be trusted to make those poor car purchases uh, we've come to expect? I think that's that's really the reason why we're parting ways. I'm joking, of course. Um, I mean, the four of us had a damn good run, you know, and I hope that won't be forgotten anytime soon um, by the folks that are listening. And as we get more freedom to get back to the things we we do love doing, um, the three of us and the members of this community, I mean, the most knowledgeable and coolest group of car people anywhere, um, we can all continue this thing that is driving well awesome. So with that, I hope you enjoy this next episode and we'll definitely see Brian down the road. All right. Peace. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. Uh, Mark. And we are coming to you live from our own houses in yeah. Santa Cruz and uh, undisclosed location where Art is. Yeah. He it's undisclosed? He doesn't, he doesn't really talk it about it. Yeah, oh, keep shit. it looking. It's, it's okay. uh, one of those old like um, Cold War era like um, uh, caves. In, in, in the, in wow. Caves. Yeah. Well, is that what they call neither- it? Caves, sure. forts. What, I've, heard, that? I've heard of caves. What are they called? Caves are a thing. I mean, well, you know, yeah. like in De- and I think somewhere outside of Denver, they they like basically hollowed out a mountain and like during that's the court, a cave. Yeah. Is it a cave? That's called a cave if you're, if you're in a mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, was it was it Cheyenne? What was that cave called? Yeah, they did. They had a secret cave in a mountain, and it's supposed to go down, you know, fifty stories into the ground. Yeah. And, that's where yeah. they keep the aliens and and you know, ancient aliens, or all just of our, the modern all of ones. our DNA that they've collected over the years, such as. And the um, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, neither Warren or I have been to your house. I don't. You know. have not. Yeah, that's right. So now. we don't know if it actually exists. Yeah, we just know yeah. there's a black curtain. Never know. And a that. cayenne involved. Yeah. Maybe, I dude. Maybe I it. just live in a garage in a cayenne, and it's it, I low key kind of like. You know, record in mm-hmm. there once in a while, and then I move to the side and just kind of change the scenery a little bit. Low key, low dude. key, yeah. Yeah, super low, low key, key, bro. <laughs> <Super> low key. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to add to that. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's all good. <laughs> it's, it's all right. I just think it's funny because our our you know podcast uh, buffer that Lane threw down says we record live from the Wrigley Building, and we would yeah. love to be doing that. Oh, yeah. soon, hopefully. But uh, the reality is, we're we're on Zoom, of course. This is what's yeah. happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I can't wait Zoom, to get Zoom, back Zoom. there. Uh, I was thinking yeah, about it like the other day because I, I talked to Nick, uh, Nick Quarta, formerly of Beeline Copy and amongst a million other things. Um, he said he went and checked out the studio and I saw he posted mm-hmm. pictures of the motorcycles and stuff. And um, I, I miss that, dude. Like I miss like running up the stairs and like going through the maze and like getting into the fucking zone and we have like the, the studio so rad man you know we have our, our beverages in the corner eating mm-hmm. all those kit kats that our um our uh, audience sends us and uh yep. it's a good time trying yeah. out the uh the boat what's it called the bovrite above right bovrite bovrite yep. oh bovril bovril yeah bovril yeah. and uh, uh vegemite marmite vegemite yeah marmite yeah i can't even remember what one. Do, do, do you guys remember what one yeah, Bovril. Oh, Bovril was more. Yeah, we have, to start, we have to start over, actually. Yeah, we have them. They're all there, dude. I'm sure they're. Oh, cool. Even better over. now. Probably. Yeah. And your cactus is doing well, Art. Oh yeah. So both, is it really? Both of them. Nice. Enough moisture in the air, huh? 
I guess so. I like it. I guess so, because <laughs> I squirt it like once every six months. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing well. Sweet. Thanks for giving me a heads up on that. Yeah, I was kind of yeah, yeah. I was a little worried for a second. We're here for it's you. very happy. Yeah, I, I uh, took Nick up there and showed him, and he was geeking out over all Williams' uh, motorcycles, like the uh, Moto Guzzi's and stuff. Nice. And uh, he was like, started just like re like telling me all the stats on this one because it's like one of 13 bikes or something oh whoa it's just like crazy whatever and then i mentioned that to william and he's like yeah he's like oh yeah the red one you know and he's like yeah that's basically like ferrari f40 or something you know like of motorcycles like holy crap he's like if that was a motorcycle it'd be that right but it's, he's like it's only a sixty thousand dollar motorcycle but if it was a you know I know. You know, and that's a yeah. that's very very expensive for a motorcycle, but still, it's, yeah. there's so much. It's just it's incredible how much value there is in value to performance and bikes, right? Like also, and mm -hmm. just I mean, like the fastest thing in the world is like 10 Gs, right? It's like <laughs> it's insane. Um, but yeah, it's also very uh, sketchy. So um, you know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I just I admire them from afar. I like I like motorcycles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're cool, dude, for sure. I know. I wish I was. Uh, I wish I was more willing to ride i guess because it yeah. is a cool hobby i mean it's like a, i know like matt farrow always talks about being into watches because you could have you could have a bigger collection and that you know associate bringing them like making like get there comparing them to cars essentially but like motorcycle yeah. is more comparable to a car and you could have like all these things you could rebuild an engine in your dining on your dining room table you know you could do all the it, there you know you could fit so many in a okay. studio apartment, basically. Yeah, yeah the sure. uh, the other day I was driving downtown and there was a guy on a really minty Honda Elite Ooh, scooter, nice. um, black with full fairings, you know, very like modular looking. It was so rad. It just looked like a really cool way to get around town. It's a comfortable riding position. Um, it's quiet and kind of smooth. And, yep. Um, he looked like he was having a blast. Yeah. And, uh, it uh -huh. made me. It made me want one, even though. I don't know if I'd really be super down to be yeah. in traffic and stuff, but, uh, and no highway for that thing. Right. You got to get up to, uh, like a one twenty five CC. I can't remember. I mean, I wouldn't but be surprised if they made an elite they, that was that, that even they make elites that. that are one twenty fives. You yeah. can go on the highway. They make two fifty elites. Two fifties. Right. Oh, yeah. They? Yeah. Um, Back in the day like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a definitely an awesome way to get around town. I considered it too, even for here. Like, cause I just like, I live like, above the little downtown strip and it's like getting into the car is like a whole thing versus just like dropping down. And then like if I, in theory, a bicycle would do it, but then like I go straight back uphill, not, not so fun. So, so I mean, <laughs> dude, you're missing the real alternative these days is an electric bicycle, right? Totally. And like you can get a Saunders or something for pretty reasonable, like yeah. 1500 bucks. And the thing will do like 28 miles an hour. Nice. Good and breaks. you could ride on bike paths and you could like, you know, you could like, you could ride everywhere that bikes can ride, which is the awesome. Th that's like the that's the hack, dude. That's true. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a good one. And they're smaller than a, they're even smaller than a scooter, more compact. Yeah, but, small uh, as ice or just kind of small. Small, uh, no, small as ice. They're normal size bicycles. Oh, okay. So. Ice is small. like super tiny. <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be pretty small. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see a scooter uh, come on rad for sale though, or get into more of mm. that. Yeah, kind I want to see like a, a. You remember those sprees that were like, they had white ones with like pink and teal graphics yep. and stuff. Totally. Pretty dope. Yeah, I think we have yeah. one at Radwood, LA, at Peterson. 
There was a really there yeah. was a, there was a, I think it was a spree, really cool one. And what are those Hondas that we see in the pits? The Cubs? Oh, those are yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, those are rad. Those are super rad. I uh, don't know what year those spanned, but they feel very 90s. They're definitely very 90s. I, I don't know uh, how, when they were made. Um yeah. but yeah, and they was, only came in one color, I think, but they were so cool. I had a little 50 back in the day. I think it was a I don't know if it was a Yamaha or a Honda though. I forget, but it was a cool little bike. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, my bike days are over. I had a KLR two fifty like ten years ago, and I barely rode it and sold it for a profit. And then uh, before that, it was all like little mopeds and kind of low, uh, like one. Actually, it was like two fifty, a CB two fifty, um, old like early seventies Hondas and stuff, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Pook and mopeds, yeah, I had a mainly few off road, yeah, off road, fire road stuff, way up in the uh, marble mountains of of California with some buddies. But I was like, dude, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old, and then I never really got back into it um, after that. So someday, someday, yeah, being a camper like you are, I could see getting into it. Dude. I know, but I would need a whole new rig to like keep it, mm. you know. It'd be cool just, I mean, uh, again, with the electric bicycles, you can get, like, full, like, Ali's mountain bike would be pretty dope, right? Or Yeah. Or something, actually, you can get them even more, less hardcore of, like, a real mountain bike and more assisted, too. So they're almost more like a motorcycle, you know? Right, Where his right. is just, like, assisted. Um, you can, It doesn't have a throttle, essentially, but you can get a throttle bike. That'll totally. do, like, 30 miles an hour, which is I think is that's pretty, what Jared got. Good. He got one that looks just, it looks basically like a moped. But it's an electric, oh. yeah, electric bicycle. And then oh, Kevin cool. got one that looks more like a motocross setup, uh-huh. pure electric. So I'm looking at this. The Honda Super Cub is a retro-looking bike. It looks like something from the '60s, um, but it's a 125, um, and they're saying it has ABS on it, which is crazy. Wow. But um, I'm not seeing the other the cub that I'm picturing. I'm either, I, dude. I, I'm actually looking for it. It's and it's they the, probably don't make it anymore, the, right? The cub. Well, no, I was just looking for a photo of it, but I think. Oh wait, there it is. Because yeah, they're automatic too. I remember that, right? Um, yeah, it's a Honda Cub, and I think it's an easy ninety. Easy ninety. Just you know, easy. An easy not ninety. Easy, yeah. easy ninety. Ah, oh, yeah, those are. Yeah, all those scooters are automatics, right? Yeah, most of them were. Easy 90 yeah. Cub. Yeah, so rad looking, dude. It is 91. as rad as it gets. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and I can't imagine these are very expensive. I mean, probably for a perfect one, you're looking at like... Uh, let's see. Lot closed. Well, here's... here's I found one on an auction site somewhere. Uh, it went for 3,200 euros. Oh, shit. That's, That's euros, though. I don't know if they're more but valuable. Where was that? More valuable yeah, maybe it was there? a really like rare thing there. Uh, holy moly. I feel like they're a lot cheaper. Hey, how about Richard Chen has like a Honda Elite with a flip-up headlight, which is yeah. so dope, dude. That's and he won uh, Virtual Radwood with that thing. That's right. He did. Yeah. That thing's yeah. super cool. I think his is like, is it red or burgundy? I forgot. It was, I think it was burgundy, and he had that burgundy jumpsuit. Yeah, that's right. I think it's Shout uh, out to Sapphire Chen, Red Metallic is the color. Living the dream. Yeah. Uh, so what else is going on? What have you guys been up to, huh? Uh, uh, you guys you know. F1 stuff, huh? Uh, F1 stuff. Yeah, yeah I watched. All, I, dude, I watched like so much testing, or kind of just pre-season. listened to it when I was moving and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. The other, you know, over the week, and I I watched some of it too. 
because uh, it was like all day testing, basically. Yeah. So what's the deal? They do uh, the the weakest teams get the most testing. No, they all get the same amount of testing. So it's three days, and okay. uh, it's the least they've ever had. I, I'm pretty sure. But huh. only three days this year of testing, mm-hmm. and then you had like a photo day they could have earlier on. Uh, the only only team that didn't do that yet was Mercedes. Um, but yeah, three days. So they a lot of the teams split it up where it was like the first half of the day would be one of the drivers, the second half would be the other driver, and they would do that all throughout you know every day. And then some teams did like one driver one day, one driver the next, and then split the third day. Um, if you're Williams, you like got a paid driver, and I think it was something Nasani to uh. drive the first day, and then they had each driver drive a, a, a day after that. I think it was. So interesting. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's one of those things you can't like. From what everyone says, is like you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But uh, Red Bull kind of killed it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it's really hard to say, right? Yeah, because it's like they're they're testing a million things out, right? They're trying so many different configurations and tires and fuel loads and like they're messing with everything. So like, it's hard to say. But Red Bull did go the fastest, so I mean that's like you know one thing. And they have the most laps, too, yeah, I believe, or one one of the highest. Half, I think the highest lap counts. Yeah, I think they might have might be there too. Or was it just Reich Kimmy by himself was the most laps, maybe, but not for the team? I, don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I know the first day Max was. Stop and had the most laps. Um, he had like 139 laps or something like that. So, uh, which is, you know, that's a lot of time in the car. Yeah. Um, but, but, and Mercedes was struggling. Like you were watching like Lewis Hamilton spun at the end of the last third set, the last session. He was like locking up the brakes a lot. And there was a lot of like mishaps where you're just kind of running off. You know, uh-huh. what, what I was thinking of, I think, was it the first day that was like super like sandstormy? Um, yeah. And like, just like <laughs> I was thinking like man how clogged are these filters getting and how much power are they losing you know because like know. they were out there and then also the brakes and everything you know all all everything that gets cooled with air and like you know it's just it's getting sandblasted it's just like so gnarly like I was imagining like all that all that sand melting onto the rotors and <laughs> yeah so I was thinking about the engines yeah you're like going like some of that has to get into the engine right I know it's yeah like how, how your air filters are going to stop all that yeah um, but I was also looking and I was like, dude, that's like a dream for the photographers. Oh, for sure. The photos look so sick, dude. Yeah, They're yeah, totally. Super warm and just so cool looking. Yeah, and all the all it's all diffused, all the lights really yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was nice to see the cars running. I mean shit, like even if it's not like you know, it doesn't really give us much information other than just seeing yeah. the guys out there. I mean it was cool to see the new drivers in there as well. Like, you know, uh like Tsunoda is obviously a bit very competent and like yeah you know, he's killing it he's 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 great and um, dude he's like three feet tall dude <laughs> I know he's like a jockey right so he <laughs> he's can... like literally so tiny dude I think he's four foot something right oh really I didn't know that I I think he might be like four foot eleven or something which Holy is moly. technically a a little person <laughs> who is this <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking about Yuki Tsunoda the uh, Japanese yeah. driver uh, the Alphatari Alphatari. Driver, yeah. I haven't seen him yet. That's yeah. what you want, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. I mean, obviously, he's the dream Super for low, all the engineers yeah. and yeah. stuff. They're like, yeah. dude, we like because that's always the thing. They have to like, you know, for arrow and all that stuff. His yeah. head can and be all super gravity low and, and yeah. What, yeah, everything. I mean, obviously, everything, they handicap weight. Just so it doesn't matter, space but. in the car, or like you know, yeah, like, yeah. It's all about packaging, right? Like the fa- like famously, um, uh, when they was it shit? It wasn't Steve Nichols, was it? I can't remember who it was that um created the um 
the paddle shifted transmission. Um, you know. Oh, it was the Ferrari guy. It was the uh, Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari, right? Was it John Barnard? Yeah, John uh, Barnard. And so, yeah. and and it wasn't because he wanted his drivers to shift fast, shift faster. And actually, it wasn't it wasn't for that side of performance. It was it was all about packaging, and um and so you know obviously packaging means more compact this and moving the center of gravity there, and then also you know uh, wind resistance and aerodynamics. So, um, that w- it was kind of like a not necessarily an afterthought, but it was sort of something that came with the, with the, with it, with everything else. Um, you know that. It was a bonus, I guess, if you will, that uh, that it ended right. up being you know easier for car- for drivers and they could keep their hands on the steering wheel and shift faster and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's interesting. I have a um, a dude. I, I a lot of people are hating the Williams car. I kind of dig it. It's dude. cool. I like it. It looks really good on the track. It's like, cool. I, I dig it, dude. And yeah. like I I was listening to WFF one uh, uh, to their podcast WTF1? and like the. What's up? WTF one. Yeah, WTF one. Uh, I think it's uh, Tommy on there, like the founder guy. Uh, but he said it was the worst livery of all time. What the heck? That's super weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what? And my, a lot of people yeah. are kind of hating on it because it's a little disjointed and like you know it's not very cohesive. But I think it's, it's kind of cool, dude. Yeah. And like someone compared it to, you know what? What gave me like they compared it to. Um, uh the old benetton cars and i'm like oh that's so sick that's dude. rad yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so you know i actually like without question for me the coolest livery is the alpine the alpine looks yeah. so fucking cool man it looks yeah. awesome that out nose there. looks so good too that pointy nose it looks rad dude such a cool mm-hmm. looking car yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of that car and it's glossy too it's it's not that matte bullshit yeah it's super yeah, the cool williams looks glossy too right yeah yeah yeah, I'm down with that, dude. And so when's the, the first? When's the first race again? Twenty eighth. So two, you know, Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Not this Sunday, but the next. And then yep, yep. Uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix is, I believe, on the twentieth. So nice. A few days cool. from this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, getting pumped. So Elaine, you had a little adventure in in a car. I Cars, did. I yeah. Guess. So. Um, I picked up a 1996 Sup- uh, Super uh, Toyota Supra NA, so naturally aspirated with a five-speed manual today. Um, a friend of ours is selling, and um, he's going to be selling it on Rad for Sale. So I picked that up to drive it up to Kevin's Auto Works Detailing and uh, City Dent Repair to have them take out a little some little door dings and stuff. Um, yeah, so I, I picked up that car, drove it up, I don't know, 65 miles and, uh, yeah, it was my first time driving a, I I don't think I've driven any Supras ever. So my first driving, first time driving a Mark four, first driving, driving any Supra ever. You went straight Supreme then. Uh, did you go a fun route or boring roads? Shit. Uh, did you go fun route lane or boring? Uh, boring route. Oh, yeah. I took Safe. the boring route. Why are but, the tires? So really the bad? tires, it, it need, you know, tires aren't great. Uh, and yeah, but it's a, it's an interesting car for sure. Those are, you know, they're a full on touring car. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> it's, um, I'm trying to think of, I don't even really know what to compare it to. I mean, it's funny cause like, I guess it's like almost like a 928 or something like that. You know, it's a big, heavy 
touring car. Well, but they're not very doesn't... big, right? It's like the size of a 928, probably. Very pretty small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, which is a you know large for a sports car. You know, yeah, of that well, era. Grand Tours. It's I think it's a it's yeah. it, modern standards, right? I mean, but, you put it next um, to a Honda Civic, and it's like dwarfed, probably, right? Uh oh, technical difficulties. Yeah, I am. Tr- one second. Okay. Um. Yeah, Art, have you driven? Many of those? I, no, I've only driven talk. one, and it was very short distance. I've never driven a Mark IV. I've always wanted okay. to drive a Mark IV. Um, and yeah, I'm curious to hear what Lane has to say. I mean, this one has it's it's got a lot of miles, but it's like very well taken care of. But like that bone stock, bone stock. But is, that also means 225,000 miles on stock suspension. Like that's already supposed to be soft. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, I'm curious to, to to hear kind of you yeah. Know, yeah how it feels so now. The, but. So the car has 249,000 miles on it. Nice. Single owner, um, well taken care of. Uh, you know, he used to commute it over the hill. And uh, I think he's put obviously put less miles on it over the years. Um, but, yeah, it's a little, um, I don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice stable car. It feels good. Steering is pretty um, vague, I would say, around town. It just it feels a little, like, there isn't much there, but it tightens up a lot when you get it moving, hmm. um, which is kind of, you know, and uh, the shifter is a beautiful thing. Nice. Yeah. So I picked up. So the part of the story is I drove up there, dropped it off with Kevin, and then I took an E36 M3 coupe home. And the shifter in the Supra is like twice as good as the E36. Nice. It's so much more mechanical and just like, like it's, it's so much better. It's so much. And the, the BMWs tend to be a little rubbery and almost like, like, I guess they're cable driven. Maybe I don't, I don't really know what the difference is, but it just feels way less mechanical and more like rubbery. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bushing. And, uh, and one thing I will say about the Toyota Supra that, the cabin, like the cockpit, the ergonomics are pretty awesome, dude. Dude, like, it's so rad. The way everything is cantered towards you and you feel like you're in this little and it's it's pretty comfortable. Um the seats aren't the best seats. They're not very supportive or anything. They're just like, you know, pretty simple seats. But you're pretty sunk in there, <laughs> cockpit style. You are. It's pretty yeah. cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, I really like it. And you have a like the way the center console goes up and it like your hands right there. It's perfect placement. The Clutch isn't an. I mean, everything's really nice ergonomically. It's like a. It's a. That's it's cool. Well and it's thought a out car. Black with gold package, no wing, which yep. is a pretty, pretty rare, rare bird these days. Black did you get any love also. on the on the streets? Black on black. Um, black on black. Yeah. I did get love on the streets. So there was like a, a there was a couple like other class, you know, '80s cars and '90s cars I saw, and they were like you could see them staring at it, and then I got a couple thumbs ups and stuff. Um, I feel like that's a that's a kind of a rare car to see these days. Totally, very. And yeah. um, it's a I, I stopped on the way up and I took a couple pictures. The rear three quarter of that car is so good, so dude. Dope. Like that, the rear end is so it's it's almost like perfect, really. Like the I love those tail lights and yeah. they're like Altezas with all without all the stupid chrome, mm-hmm. you know, because they have like a they have like a dark gray um, housing. Such a good looking tail light, like all that, like the bumper, the way the rear, I don't, the little integrated yeah, spoiler into the trunk is so good, dude. Yeah. It, it's a, it's really, it's really nice. And then I love the, the rear, 
the the C pillar, like the windows, the way they go back, and I like the little intake on the bottom. The front kind of falls apart for me. I think it kind of just gets a little bland. And uh, if you don't know what you're looking at, it could be a Celica or, you know, I don't know. It's very simple. Hmm. But um, I think the rear is amazing. Yeah, I like I actually really like the front end a lot. It reminds me of kind of like a like a 550 Barquetta or something like that, you know, where uh, more Marinello or whatever, but just a 550. I can see it. Um, it's got yeah. sort of that vibe, but it's just softer, right? It's way more more it, 90s it jelly bean. Um, yeah, it kind of doesn't have enough like it needs a little more detail, I think. Yeah, um, more definition. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this it. One, like, the headlights are so freaking cool too. Like they're um, uh, I don't know. Well, there's different types of headlights. There's like black housing headlights, and there's USDM ones, and blah blah. But like the, the I yeah. really like the facelift JDM ones. They're they're um, are those black housing? Yeah, they're black, black, but yeah. it's yeah, and they have like so really these cool are just projectors. the standard chrome, whatever. I don't know, oh, okay. all silver, white. Uh, this car also has bra on the front, so it doesn't look that good. <laughs> um, so, so it definitely takes away from the looks of the front because it has nothing going on. You don't see like yeah. the intakes or anything like that. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a cool car, dude. I could see like, it, like and looks wise, it's it's a it's aged very well. You know, I think it yeah. almost looks better now. Where it was like too simple back then. Kind of like the 928 was like kind of mm-hmm. weird looking in the 70s and early 80s, and now it's kind of come into its own. You're like, wow, that's really good. You looking. can appreciate it too because cars have gotten so overstyled. Yeah, that you just have this simple front air dam, you know, intake, mm-hmm. no bullshit <laughs> lines yeah. that are unnecessary. It's very simple. I love the profile of that car. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's heavy and t- like Teutonic looking, but. The size is right. I mean, that's a it's just a really rare car now to see yeah. one. That's why I was asking because I would fit if I saw one on the street, I would definitely like take notice of it. Um, there's one in Santa Cruz that drives around. It's a silver, same spec, you know, no wing, uh, non turbo uh, car, but it's a little beat, like daily driver ish, and it it always yeah get, catches my eye for yeah. sure. So yeah, and this one has the chrome wheels and stuff. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a cool car for sure. And uh, I did notice it feels a little, they don't, they don't quite pound the road like a German car do, like German cars do. They feel a little, even though it feels like a heavy car, it doesn't really like, it doesn't sit. I don't, it's hard to explain, dude. And I don't know how a car does that or how you get that feeling, but it just it feels like lighter on, like on its feet. So it's, or you mean, it's or, lighter than it looks. It's not lighter on its feet. It just feels like. Because it, it doesn't feel like a light car, it still feels like a heavy car. Because well, it is a pretty heavy I, car. I, I would. I don't want to use this word, but kind of what one way to describe it could be like skittish. But that's not like. What, yeah, but it's not. It just has a little like. Yeah, it's not as like. Yeah, it's really hard to explain because it isn't like it's unsettled or it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. bad or anything. It just doesn't. Um, I guess it just it's something that has to do with with the way that, like the the detail on the road gets transferred through the chassis maybe where yeah, like, like, like a like a like a w124 goes about it a certain way or yeah w126 or something like that um interesting. yeah it doesn't have a lot of feel like you don't have a lot of steering feel in this car mm-hmm. um you know it's obviously it's hydraulic steering and everything but there's not really you don't really feel anything through the wheel you don't feel what the front end's doing um yeah. you also don't really have much feel of what the rear end's doing it's very i mean you're kind of you're you're pretty distant which is part of i think what makes it a grand tour as well mm-hmm. it's having that like 
it's it's more just a comfortable long distance cruiser. Um, and then jumping into the E36, you definitely had a little more of that that kind of feeling on top of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was like kind of an interesting because I I don't know what year the E36 is. Do you art? Um, no, I don't. It's a Estrel Blue E36 Coupe. And uh, but right around the same year, so it's kind of interesting going back to back from you know one car to the other. Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah, and both straight sixes and both straight other. sixes, both five speed manuals. Probably both way around the same too. Probably, yeah. Very different though, like, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like the BMW has a lot more little detail stuff, where the the um. Toyota, they kind of take that like not quite all the way to the American car, but it's like a simpler like the the gauges, for example. There's just three gauges; they're very simple. Mm-hmm. Where like the BMW has like three gauges, and then it has all these little gauges, and they're a little more um, ornate, and they have a little more design to the gauges and to the numbers, and everything just has a little more a little more. It looks like. I don't know, it's hard to explain but it, it looks like it, it would take like you know, let's say it took like 10 hours to make the toyota one it would take like 30 hours to make the one on the bmw you know right. <laughs> i see what you mean yeah it's, it's just the detail right it's like um, yeah. yeah like toyota's very there's way like, more pieces and way yeah. more little yeah yeah for things. sure um way more pieces is a good way to put it too it's like instead of one single sheet of plastic that houses yeah. all the stuff and then just simpler, flatter planes versus like yeah. more more curves and stuff. Yeah, no, uh-huh. no doubt. That I totally see that. I really like Supras, man. I I would love to drive one. Um, even uh, even what you're describing isn't deterring me because as you're saying, it's it's kind it's like a Japanese um nine twenty eight, right? Which is cool, yeah. dude. That sounds awesome to me, especially yeah. inline six. Like that's a that's a cool like configuration. Um, add a hundred horsepower on top of what you have stock, right? Like the and and then bigger, beefier brakes and. Um, it seems like it would be a fun, like, um, yeah, like I get, I'm just picturing certain sections of road, right. Where it's like high yeah. speed flowy stuff. Um, it would be a lot of fun in that sort of environment. And I, I didn't really take it on many turns, but it, it did seem to shrink a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. when I, when I did do the things and it, you know, make the turns and stuff, it, it did shrink a little bit. Yeah. I make it the turns, making the turns. So huh? speaking of making the turns, uh, Mario Andretti, I, uh, there was this thing that I read years ago. Um, I can't remember if it was road and tracker who did it, but it was like, it was one of these top speed tests, right? Like at Daytona. And it was all, it was some tuner cars and then some stock cars. And he actually, excuse me, he actually really liked the Supra. He said it was extremely stable at speed. Like he took it up to like 179 miles an hour uh, and it had the rear spoiler. And and he's like, it, this thing was absolutely stable. Like it was it was rock solid at high speed. He, he said yeah. he felt uh-huh. super confident driving it. It just, it just didn't go as fast. You know, like um, it was, yeah. I think 179 was as high as he could get it. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, yeah, that sounds it right. It feels like it would be. And in, in to contrast it with the BMW, the BMW was a lot less comfortable to like, to just cruise down highway one um mm-hmm. it just probably you, just more focused as a car yeah but it also it just didn't feel as good doing that that oh, job right, right but then yeah, if you when you did take it on some turns it really woke up and it felt like a really cool car mm-hmm. but driving it on highway one i was a little disappointed with the e36 i was a little bit like yeah this car is like it's kind of not that comfortable it's a little like you know whatever yeah. uh the clutch uh, is super the clutch is super heavy um, compared to the How's Supra, the, 
how's the rear seat in the Supra? Um, is like, it even remotely usable for? Like, yeah, yeah, it's usable. I think. Um, is it? I was looking at the. I, I mean, I didn't look too hard, but it has a good like, I don't know, six inches between the seat and the the bottom. I mean, I think yeah. it's yeah, somewhat usable. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Like more usable than like a nine twenty eight or nine twenty four or something like that. Oh, okay. See, I mean, it seems like it. I don't. I don't know without sitting back. Yeah, there, it seems like yeah, I've never back there. Back you, the, you're more compromised with headroom, right? Like that's you're probably hunched uh, over yeah. like all those cars, you know. Max headroom, which is very rad. Exactly. Oh, speaking of max headroom, um, Lane, you're uh, notoriously. Um, what, what's the word? I was going to say something weird. Um, Robotic. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> you're 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 infamous for not fitting in cars well uh because you're yeah. a tor- you're all torso or whatever so yeah, yeah how do you fit in this thing so supra how could not a helmet would not work okay uh pretty close t- and it's a no sunroof car i don't know if they had sunroofs even, there was targa yeah targa so they made a targa or a coupe without a sunroof right yeah so um i sit pretty tall in it i couldn't go any lower um seats have like no adjustment i mean maybe it's just because it's a base model car mm. but they only go back and forth not electric and then the seat goes forward and back and it just you know like has the it doesn't have like a roller it has that like japanese cars however you pull the handle and just kind of the clicks right right yeah um so i could i might be able to fit a helmet if i was like reclined i, I definitely could if i did that but not if i'm in my like optimal driving condition mm. Or position, sorry. So this one will be available on Red for Sale once Kevin at AutoWorks is done with it. Oh, speaking of which, uh, how is AutoWorks looking these days? Anything cool in the storage slash uh, getting worked on? Yeah, he had like, I don't even know what he had, but he had a 370Z, maybe like a Nismo edition that's being stored there, and then a couple other cars for a guy that's in China, I believe. Um, And then... He had some like Belvedere or something. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> some big American thing, uh, kind of uh-huh. ugly. And uh, he had um, our friend Hugo's Saab was there being detailed. Oh, and oh it was back that- together? No, dude. It has like nothing on it. Huh? What? It has one, it has a driver's seat and no interior. <laughs> and it has no side trim. It doesn't have a spoiler. I th- think the bumpers are off. The grill is off. And it was getting detailed. I, yeah, I don't know. What's <laughs> huh. All right. Well, we'll we'll circle back on that one. Yeah, I think he's like redoing everything, maybe. Right, but a weird time to get it detailed. <laughs> well, I think so. He could like polish it and ceramic coat it when everything's off. Oh, I see. Like, get under everything. All the yeah. trim's off. The spoiler's off. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like cool. the easiest time to do it, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and I know he was, he was doing a ceramic on it. Um, and that's the SPG? That is, yeah. Yeah. 900 SPG. Yeah. Sweet. It's a cool car. Red. I th- Very cool I forget car. what color interior it has. I think it's a black interior. That's like, um, um oh, sorry, good. No, go for it. I was just going to say, that's like a weird conundrum for me. It's like... Like, I really admire that, like, that someone's doing that to their car. That's so cool. But, like, like I, I've never been into a car that much to where, like, I want to completely redo it. Like, it's just, like, I'd rather just get another well, you, one that's in nicer condition. Yeah. You've never yeah. had one long enough to, <laughs> well, I mean, to try that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, but it's, like, it's also a feeling, right? It's, like, it's it's how, like, what how, um, like, the attachment that you have to your car, I guess, and, like, all that. Um, it's not, like, 
there could have been a car that I that it, I wanted to keep that long so that I could do stuff like that, but yeah, it just hasn't happened. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Then he yeah. had like an e e thirty convertible and this e thirty six, which are owned by Sergio. Oh right, nice. and the convertible. Nice. Yeah. So cool. Uh, and speaking of uh, Mark IV Supras, oh, he had Thomas Parks nine six four Targa. Oh Ooh. sweet, dope. Those are yeah. cool. Oh, so man. cool, dude. 964 Targas are like my jam, dude. Those Come on, are... that's my jam. You no. can have something else. You're a 928, 944 guy. Dude, as far as like those modernish 911s go, that's like those are the shit, dude. And they're so rare too. Those are cool. Know. And like with a 911, it's hard to find something that you don't see all the time because we're around them for all the sure. Time. And you don't see 964 Targas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like best of all worlds. Well, yeah. let let it be Wham's jam. Oh, Wham's jam. Oh, Wham's uh, jam. jam. Um, it could be uh, your marmalade lane or maybe oh, okay. preserves. Gotcha. I don't know. Whatever yeah. you want. I want. I want the. Uh, I don't know what the color is called, but it's like a uh, teal or a. Um, it's like a yeah teal. I guess you would call it. I don't even know. It's yeah. the one that oh, art turquoise. Loves. Turquoise, yeah, yeah it's, turquoise. It's, it's, is it turquoise something? Or is it Turkish something? Oh shit! I, I, I we know what color Dude, we're talking about. <laughs> Art loves that color. I love that I think color. That's his, like, he wants the whatever the RS or wide body fish. <laughs> no, Supra. no, I want a nine six four turbo in that color, uh, very yeah. badly. That is uh, that is the. The the short term goal here in the next year and a half or so. Short term goal. <laughs> year and a half. So short term. So when I, I went to God, you're right. When I went to Stuttgart in 1992 to the Porsche factory, um, I got I got a little I got one model toy car and it was a turquoise 964 Targa. Dope. Okay. You gotta, okay. You, you gotta circle back and uh, make. So it. I go back to 92. When do you go back to Warren? Uh, like fucking 2022. <laughs> <laughs> he saw, he saw, like, that was the first one he saw, actually. Uh, to, uh, he just yeah. posted a picture of it the other day. And, Tom's, he's yeah. like, Yeah, that's my jam, dude. And I'm like, Fuck, man. That was my marmalade. <laughs> no, I've always, I've always been a 993 um, S guy, uh, really. Yeah. But after driving the turbo and driving the 964 back to back, it was like, I think I'm more of a 964 guy. Yeah. Dude. And I love the, the club sport um that can lent us but uh yeah. i feel like that's almost a little too extreme i don't know they're nice, all so nine six four convertible is pretty good too yeah yeah that's, that's right so, so that makes you be like oh i kind of want a targa because well, i'm not yeah. a convertible guy uh by nature so targa is kind of that that perfect fit and i think yeah. they look great with the roof off they just have a yeah yeah. Very chunky uh, B pillar and mm -hmm. it, it works with that. Yeah, with the later body style. Um, question for you, Wham. Uh, would you consider a convertible naughty? Uh, yeah, it is naughty by nature. Okay, so I wouldn't because you said I'd you're not by nature, but not because I naughty, hate you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, OPP, OPP. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Some convertibles I, I can get down with, but um, I've never liked mm. the uh, early early nine eleven cabs are just very goofy to me uh, the g-body yeah, i think I would, uh, paul auto kennel posted something recently about how that the b-pillar whole s slab of fabric mm -hmm. um when the top is up is just so bad looking <laughs> he's never really been into them and i i kind of feel the same way i would totally take one now mm. but i don't like 993 cabs at all me either yeah right. i agree 100 so that's, super that's silly a good looking. that's a good example yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. a big fan of g bodies especially if they're wide like a wide body g body like a 930 turbo cab uh with a sick color combination sports seats like 
so fucking cool. Like I, I'm all about it. Uh, definitely a big fan of that. Not so getting back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go for it. Yeah, that's all I have. I was gonna say getting back to Mark IV Supras. Oh yeah, Supreme. Uh, from Japan. Oh, oh we have another one on Rad for I'm Sale tr- right I'm now. To, like, I'm, yeah. I'm throwing bait at Art. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. We we are. Did you hear that? We are have one. He's like he's like he's like, yeah, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, good point. Uh so how was your day? <laughs> yeah, we have a ninety three Supra G Z, which is it's a top of the line model that they had in, in Japan. It's a it's an automatic only aero roof, right? With Targa. Uh, full leather interior, LSD, twin turbo. Uh, and they made about 350-ish of them, uh, only in 93 and 94. And, oh, they also have an active front arrow, like uh, a little splitter lip thing. It's pretty cool. How does that work? Do you know? Um, I think it's the same as like the 3000 GTs or whatever. It's like a little thing that comes out. Yeah, you can press opens. a button, yeah. right? And so, okay. and I think it's also speed activated. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, super cool car, dude. It's a silver with, on on gunmetal wheels stock. That's the way they came from the factory, which looks so good. So cool. Um, yeah. And really, so really modern. clean, minty, um, black interior. So silver over black interior. Um, 29,000 miles or so. I can't remember. Yeah, nice. super low. Yeah, super low. Yeah. One family owned since new. Uh, uh, yeah, really nice car. And um, yeah, we just went up today. Uh, it's a royalty listing, so it'll be there up there for 10 days or so. Um, definitely check it out. I'm, I'm excited to see how that one does. And that one's coming from Fukuoka, right? Yeah, Fukuoka in the south of Japan. And so it's um, the dealer has quite a bit of experience exporting cars to the U.S. Uh, so, you know, if anyone has any questions, hit him up. He's, he's very familiar with the, the process. Uh, he works with brokers on a regular basis. He said that... Shipping the way that he ships them in a container is between nine hundred and a thousand bucks to anywhere on the West Coast, uh, and then there's the brokerage or the brokers fees, and those you know vary greatly. So, but you know, expect to do a couple, maybe a couple of grand on top of that. But that gets you the car in the country, fully you know legal with all paperwork, basically through customs and everything. Um, so pretty pretty reasonable cool. considering that you know it's a, a, a car of that value makes sense you know like um especially because yeah, you're buying absolutely. something that's super rare and very 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 clean um I'm, I'm, i mean totally makes sense to me yeah that car looks yeah. sweet they're very very cool um nice and then warren you posted two uh no reserve cars right well actually i did uh, one and art did uh-huh. one but uh yeah so we have a uh, two basically like People have been asking us about the caliber of cars coming on Rad for Sale, and um, this kind of proves the spectrum. You know, we have the Rothman's Cup uh, 944 Turbo car, uh, Reebok car from from LBI, which is a very rad car. But another car that you could take to one of our events, either Radwood or even like, I mean, Coastal Ranger Alley, is this um, Acura Legend Coupe. It's a 93, so it's that kind of bigger, more refined body style. And it's a six-speed manual. So this is a, a 3.2-liter V6 front-wheel drive, six-speed. And the car, proportionately, I always think about them as a rear-wheel drive car. You know, yeah, I know they're yeah. not, but just the looks of them, they did a really good job with that. Long hood, um, like a lot of space between the front wheel and the doors, which makes it look like yeah. a rear-wheel drive car. Well, it's a exactly. longitudinally mounted engine. so that, It's a very yeah. strange setup. So, yeah, yeah it's that, that Type 2 um v6 that ran for a while with uh, hondas but um yeah so six-speed manual and it's it's definitely more of a driver car it's it's daily driver quality but 136,000 miles california car 
uh, no rust, and uh, it's no reserve. So it's going to sell for whatever people decide to bid on it. So that just went up. And uh, then Art had a Mitsubishi Gallant from uh, our, our buddy Ethan, Hello Road, Ethan Tufts. So uh, you can you can chime in about that one. But another car that you rarely ever see, especially outside of, you know, California. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're incredibly rare. I actually have never, ever seen one of these. Um, the only thing I've seen is a Sigma, which is like the uh, later version of this car, I believe. Uh, remember we had one at, uh, at the uh, Orange County event in 2019. Um, yeah. and, uh, th- these are, yeah, they're just cool because they're, because they just don't, don't exist anymore, but they were also kind of oddball cars, you know, like they were, they try to do kind of weird, like extra kind of retro futuristic type shit. <laughs> like, you know, for example, like the placement of like all of the instrumentation, like in this car, it's, it's on a pod on the column. So it moves around with the column and like, there's no real center console. Like you have a stereo over there and that's about it. Um, right. and all the controls are on the, on the, on the pod. And like, uh, it has automatic climate control, 1985, like, a you know, not, not a super fancy car, just like a Mitsubishi sedan. Um, pretty cool. Um, I love the rear reclining seats. I had to like kind of really focus on those. Cause that's cool. It has rear reclining seats as a four door sedan. And then, um, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It has laterally adjustable headrests. So they, they adjust, oh. like, they adjust from the, just imagine from the outside of the car towards the center of the car. Um, uh-huh. it, like I get, Very weird. Yeah, I guess you can kind of, if you're kind of relaxing, you want to tilt your head or something. I, I don't know <laughs> what the deal with that is. That the is steering wheel controls are the most amazing thing I've ever seen. What is that thing on the left? There's like a thing protruding out from the steering wheel. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the pod, dude. Oh, wait, are you talking wait. about the actual steering wheel? No. On. Oh, is that the a pod pod? behind yeah, the, the steering wheel? Pod. Yeah. Oh, what is that thing sticking out? Is that the turn signal? So there's, yeah, it's like a, instead of a turn signal it's stock, like it's, like a, it's like a flap. Yeah, it's like a turn yeah. signal flap. So just it, it, ergonomically, it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's right there and you just, it's now you have a wider, flatter thing to move up and down, right? Versus like this thin oh. little stick. Um, so makes sense. Definitely out there, right? <laughs> like, you know, uh, very, very bizarre kind of deal. Um, but I, I dig it. You know, this is like cool, quirky shit and... Um, that's the type of stuff we love to see at Radwood. Like this thing, like I was thinking, just imagine like lowering this thing on like some really sick, like period wheels, like this thing would fucking kill it at, at anything really. Like, you know, it's just because it's weird and it's super rare. Um, even yeah. if it's not like a super valuable or fast car or whatever, but cool design. It is. And actually it's a lot like my first car, which is an 85 Mazda 626 oh, right. and the Honda Accords of the era. Yeah. They're all like basically the same car, you know, Yeah. but they had to set themselves apart with things like the weird, you know, pod and the climate control and the headrests. You know, there's little, mine had the swing vents and some other quirky stuff, but yeah. Yeah. like the proportions are <laughs> like, they basically just yeah. picked it from the same box. You totally. know? Like, like class, class leaders were Honda and Toyota. They kept it pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. these ones are like, you know, these ones had to differentiate themselves, basically, like Mitsubishi's and Nissan and so and uh, totally there, and Mazda. Uh, there is a uh, one detail um, you guys have to look at. Look at the profile of it, and um, I thought Lane would pick up on this right away because it's pretty weird. So if you look at the C pillar, the the rear glass bu- like bubbles out like and extends out and it's it's almost like the like a mini aero coupe you know like those monte carlo aero coupes or whatever ah. <laughs> like um yeah if, if you look behind the c pillar you'll see what i mean hmm. um it's cool though it's just kind of a funky little thing and i think it adds to the airiness of the interior you know but um yeah all these little fun funny little quirks yeah yeah huh 
And that's cool, dude. How cool is it that the the original cassette player works? <laughs> that's so rad. Uh, yeah. But I am obsessed with the license plates, dude. They're so freaking cool. It's one like one N zero G zero five five. So it could be read as I know go fifty five, like Sammy Hagar's. Uh-huh. I can't drive fifty five. So yeah. this is very interesting. Like somebody knew what they were doing here. Uh, and they're the original plates to the car from 1985. They're a California blue plate, which is pretty cool and rare. Um, That's funny. The rearview mirror is made out of the same plastic as Warren's head. Uh, Warren, um, fill this man in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is. So uh, it's the same issue I had with the Mitsubishi Mighty Max, same exact plastic, and it turns brittle and falls apart. Uh, fortunately, replacements are found on eBay from Thailand, I believe. Um, and they, they cover multiple Mitsubishis, obviously. And when we were on, um, uh, auto off topic, uh, I think they said, they're like, Oh, I, I had one for you because yeah. they're Mitsubishi guys. So it, it was from a different, you know, a Colt or something that happened to be the same thing. But, um, so if the new buyer is listening to this podcast, um, that is an easy fix. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> but it is, ex- three, it is the exact same mirror, right, as your car? Yeah. As, as the Mighty yeah, Max. Yeah. <laughs> three, three screws, you should be good. <laughs> and uh, you you will need it because uh, it's not going to get any better, <laughs> at least unless you, uh, I don't know where you live that won't have sun baking that thing. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're affordable and easy to come by. So, Which is a great thing, that. right, because you start looking at, okay, super rare car, kind of obscure, weird design our part's going to be a pain in the ass. Like, you know, the mirror is one of the things that is, is pretty busted. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's Swiss cheese, just like, like Warren's was. So it needs to be replaced. And you know, I th- how much was that thing? Do you remember? Uh, it was like 20 bucks. Oh, great. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. Easy. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's good quality. Good quality. This episode of the driving while awesome podcast is brought to you by radforsale.com the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. I think it's time for questions. Um, got, yeah, I think so. We have thirty of them. So oh, by the way, couple. I I got I put an LSD in my nine forty four. Oh shit, dude! Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, um, but but I don't have. There's not much to talk about because I haven't really driven it. Like at all? Okay. I've driven it across town. Oh dang, we're not okay. like in the but twisties. like a couple of times. I haven't I haven't taken it on any spirited drives. I was actually I was planning on maybe taking it on a thirty minute drive today, but I didn't have any time. So, but yeah, I got the transmission in. The car works, which is awesome, dude. I'm super stoked. Nice, nice. So. It sounds good. Feels good. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No issues. Good. No, shifts good. nice. Everything's good. Dope. That's great. Yeah. All right. Questions. If you have questions, look for uh, questions post on Instagram, and uh, we try to answer as many as as we can. See what we can do here. Um, Bobby Reed with the cars says you may have a free Ferrari F40 with a stipulation that it must either have a 
deep dish wheels that are styled after deep dish pizza. So I'm guessing it's going to be like Pepperoni like Ronald Teddy so? Bear details, but uh, pizza. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> B, a shifter boot that is a hiking boot. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Or C, a turn signal stock that is a stock of celery. Oh, that's Which a terrible idea, dude. The stock because the stock of celery is gonna wilt, and then you've got Wait, like a, yeah, it's, that's a bad idea. It's real celery. I don't even really like celery, anyways. Yeah, dude, <laughs> fuck that. Um, I'm 100 percent going celery. Give me a break. Are you kidding? Give me are you fucking serious? all the celery, dude. Does that peanut, peanut butter and raisins in it? I, I you won't, I don't want a gated shifter anymore. I want a fucking hiking boot. Hey, are man, you kidding me? What, what, your celery fl- flopping around what? every time you drive. Like it's I never, a, 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 I never have seats. to touch it. Every uh, spirit of drive, celery flopping around. It's it's not a little it. trim one. I would get used to it. I'm not going to shift in your my way, gated sh- like you, you might actually get crossed up and actually. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, gated uh, shifter and the, the wheels. Way. I'm going celery all day long, I dude. Know, it's just Jesus. a piece of celery, dude. Like, and like, yeah, I could see the pizza thing working out. It is an Italian car, you know. <laughs> you, can, you can, you can work it, but uh, yeah, dude, that's like so. That's way too easy. Uh, so I'm picturing this is not a celery stick. This is like a full fucking thing, right? Like, like oh, sticking it. Um, but. Th- you still have a gated shifter. It's just not exposed. It's inside of the boot down there, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, your shift boot is just like... Yeah, I mean, you still have wheels. They just look, look pizzas. <laughs> yeah, but that's... that's that's Look at it. Look at it, Wham. I, and you still, <laughs> have, you still have a turnstile stock. It's just covered in celery. Exactly. You guys are weird. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Three red letters says, have any of you ever had a driving experience, spirited or otherwise, that has nearly scared you out of being an enthusiast or spirited driver? Whoa, no. that sounds uh, ominous. Um, I mean, I've I've hit deer and stuff, and that made me not want to drive, like, certain roads again for a little while, but mm. then I got out of that. Um, but no, I've never had any, like, crazy accidents or anything to uh deter me from this car stuff yeah i haven't either i've never had an accident where i ended up in the hospital or even hurt at all like i've never had anything i've never had a major accident Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, okay um sanchez jordan says i popped a tire by hitting a pothole last week and the inflator kit that came with the veloster n would have been useless for the sidewall puncture however since i purchased a donut spare from a junk genesis sedan i didn't need to be towed how do you feel about going out of your way to source a spare tire since so few new cars include them? Do you feel differently for a commuter versus rally or a road trip car? Hmm. So so I have thought about, I've thought a lot and I haven't done it yet, but I really want to get a full-size spare for the 944 for rallies. Even though I've never had a, I've never had a puncture yeah. on a rally, but like, it would suck to have to have the space saver after like day one. Yeah. Because yeah. it does have a spare, but it's a space saver and, you know, with an inflator and it works. I've I used it before. Um, but it it's like you can't you can't drive hard on that thing at all, you know? It's it it's awful. Yeah. Right. Right. I I've never had this situation actually. I'm trying to think of a car. Well, my Mighty Max, for example, does not have any spare, which is dang kind of sad. <sighs> That's scary. So, th- so basically, um, when you when you drive behind it, there's just like that dangling chain that where the yeah the, <laughs> where the spare <laughs> used to be. I zip tied it up, so it's oh. not you don't see the truck nuts hanging down. Yeah, 
truck yeah. nuts. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, huh. Interesting. But I would definitely get his I like his move. That's a very smart move. Yeah. I wonder if he thought of that himself or like he noticed on forums that the Genesis donut would work and it was just like, Oh yeah, just do that. Yeah, I'm guessing um, it's like a thing, you know, that people it do. It must be a thing. Yeah, especially yeah, that's really smart. for those cars, you know, people are putting like thirty series tires on them, right? Like so like big wheels and stuff, like they're slamming yeah. around stuff. Um yeah, I mean when when I was younger, I used to I, I was like weight obsessed and i used to actually rip spares out immediately because they were like that was like such a great like relief ah look at all that weight i'm removing batteries Uh, yeah batteries batteries. out the back of the car Um, i don't know if it's like i when i take the spare on the 944 and go for a rip it feels lighter dude i mean it is lighter i swear i mean but i can feel it especially back there right like way back there yeah um but yes yeah, for the rallies i mean like i definitely make sure my spares aired up i don't have a nice tire on it or whatever but i definitely want to have one um i've had slime before i always bring slime but it's it's not the same thing you know you just de- you definitely feel like inadequate if you will yeah <laughs> and you're not gonna like rally hard on slime and sidewall you're like like his oh, situation yeah, yeah, for sure yeah. yeah totally um there was so, i wonder if i'll go for it i was gonna say i wonder if this is um is this karma for him moving to Philadelphia? Oh yeah, Philly. Like, what, yeah. is this rough roads of Philly? Well, actually, dude, San Francisco and Oakland and stuff have terrible roads. So. Oh yeah, the roads yeah. are fucking horrible over here. Um, dude, <laughs> so I don't think. Yeah. He's... So dude, this is kind of random, uh, tangentially related. So uh, years ago, I was approached by a Brazilian company that was trying to like poach me for my job. Like they wanted me to work for them, um, and they were they had a product that. It was actually very popular in Brazil, endorsed by Emerson Fittipaldi. Uh, and uh, it was basically like a pre-slime slime, if you will. Like you basically make your tires run flats like by squirting this stuff in there, and it lives inside the tire forever. And, Sounds um, horrible. And so apparently, you know, if you get punctures and shit, like it, it actually, like th- multiple punctures, it's fine. It just, it reheals itself. Um, but, you know, this is the type of product that you would definitely want to put on your sporty car, right? This is more like, um, I can see it making sense for like an off-road adventure or where you're like off the beaten path or just like a city commuter where you just don't care. You're just like, you know, balance is going to get fucked up probably and all that kind of shit. But I mean, it, I can see like in a third world country where you're driving over a lot of shit. Like, um, it makes sense, you know? Um, I, I wonder I, what that does to your wheels. I didn't take the job. How obviously. much of that just stays on the wheels? Um, I remember, right. so the whole thing was like, it was actually replacing a, replacing a tire down the road is just all oh it's fucked yeah it's sludge um but it i remember like the the product was like biodegradable at some point i don't know like there's it's like you know it was very eco-friendly and all that stuff but um interesting idea um i i evidently they don't exist in the u.s so i can't imagine that they found someone to help help them like, distribute the product yeah. here but um it's probably illegal yeah. um KC914 says, can we get a Sunday edition for patrons? What do you think of that? I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. talked about doing a Patreon edition. So I, We did, and we were so goddamn busy that we didn't carve, carve the time away. But, yeah, yeah I, I think we're we working on We'll be able to soon. And that yeah, would be we're, cool if we did it, it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J10 underscore 10 says, Pot of hot dog water or a straight jar of mayo? Oh, consuming, huh? Cons- <laughs> no, just looking at well, it. Which do you about, prefer to look what at? What about it? like a pie to the face? But you get a hot pot of uh, fucking hot dog water to the face or or mayonnaise. Jesus Christ, just scalded <laughs> or just mayonnaise. <laughs> 
I mean, pot of how, hot dog water. Yeah. Yeah. How could you? Dr- how could you eat a jar of man? I, I mean, I couldn't even. I, I, yeah. Look. Like uh, one no. spoonful, I'd just be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lane just almost Dude, puked. I like it. It's it's almost like um, like a broth, right? So like you just put it in a little yeah. hot cup, campfire, campsite, right? Like just kind of chilling there. Oh, if little you were starving, a little, little, a little uh, hot dog water in a tin cup. If you were st- <laughs> like after a long hike, starving in the woods, and someone offered you a fucking warm cup of hot dog water yeah. you are so stoked totally. that but that's like, the ultimate tease right you're like but you also smoke. mayonnaise might be pretty good in that situation <laughs> i think too. mayonnaise would probably be more satisfying in that situation yeah um i'm tyler hill says would you rather have a civic si on bbs replicas or a civic non-si on real bbs but fake SI badges. <laughs> I'll take the BSBS reps all day long, dude. Yeah, oh, this is brutal. Sure. I mean, obviously, much better car, but I hate, I hate, hate, hate <laughs> fake multi-piece wheels. It's like my biggest pet peeve, dude. Like, oh, I, it doesn't mean they're multi-piece wheels. Well, biggest I'm, pet I'm, peeve. I'm just thinking like BBS RSs. Like, it's like it just, it's just so, it's such a poser move, dude. Like, Lane, it's so by fake. the way, biggest oh, pet peeve. It, yeah, and by the way, it's not peeve. a, it's not a pet peeve. To fake have SI fake badges? SI badges on non SI, it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. But, but, yeah, that's way the, worse. But the wheel thing goes across everything, right? I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about AMG badges or Type R badges or M, Dude, M badges. That- but uh, but I just really don't like fake multi-piece wheels, and that's what I pictured. But I'm Wait. gonna go SI. I'm just I'm just letting you know yeah, yeah, okay. that I'm uncomfortable. Okay? Wait, when you say multi-piece, you mean like three-piece wheels or two-piece? Yeah, wheels? yeah, exactly. So like, okay. uh, so just like there's like fake BBS LMs, right? Like it's like it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. heavy ass fucking cast wheel that has the fake bolts. Biggest pet peeve. It's so yeah, annoying. Biggest. It's not my biggest. Except for so the annoying. fake SI badges, which is not what you're picking. I oh. bet you can find a good company that makes fake. "Quote unquote," Renault makes a fake BBS wheel. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'm you know? down with that. I'm down so, with like, a, so like a, AREs are like, cool. You know, like yeah, a, AREs yeah. are a fake BBS. BBS started that style, so I'm down with yeah, that. I think all these are. I mean, you know, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like a, a basket weave multi piece design. Right? 80s HREs. They made a basket weave. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. I just don't like like not like they're not functional, and it's all you know, like just an all show no go type wheel like that, where it's like. They just, I already told you an example, but there's a bunch of them like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ad Poon says, would you prefer a BMW M20 stroker or turbocharged? I currently have an M20 B25 with mega squirt and nitrous in my BMW 2002, (laughs) but the bottle is expensive to refill and a bit of a... Uh, pain in the ass for street use. What is this guy doing? What is dude, it this guy's gnarly. <laughs> this guy needs a he needs a turbocharged one. Obviously, he totally dude. does. Well, he does, but I would go stroker. I would go every, stroker as well every but, day. But I think this guy's a, this guy needs a this guy <laughs> needs a, a bigger motor with a tur- like yeah, with a turbo. Totally. Good for you for not just wrapping that 2002 around a telephone pole already. Like it seems like that thing would just get loose in the minute you touch nitrous. <laughs> nitrous seems like. Nitrous is so far away from like any like I've never had that thought. Yeah. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Not even a little bit. So it's all about where you live, right? This guy lives in and where like in Nebraska or something. Florida. Yeah, where it's no, I have flat, no idea, but wide uh, open road. You're saying you're seeing straight roads, right? Yeah. That's pretty no rad clue, though. I like the idea. Like just imagine rolling up and you're like, two thousand two, what's up with this guy? You're in your Mark IV Supra with like a souped up turbo or whatever. <laughs> and like yeah, this yeah. guy fucking drops some NOS on you and in two thousand two, it's so crazy. It almost looks like your old 2002 art. Oh, interesting. Does it have white? It must have some serious rubber under there, huh? 
Uh, it's got like Panasports on it, but uh, big bumper car. Interesting. Green. Um, yeah, but Stroker, M20 Stroker, that's a rad motor. Um, it's going to be durable and and sound good, and you don't have to wait for any lag. What are more. those usually stroke to, like 2.3 or something? No, 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 mm. like 2.7, right? Yeah, 2.7, oh. maybe a little bigger. Okay. I'd rather Something be. Like no, wait, would you rather be? Oh, because an M20 is a two five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. unless it's an ETA that the um low compression motors, which or, is a two or seven e, or E rather super ETA exactly. Yeah. Um, I I was gonna throw in. A, I'd rather be stroking than something, but I don't. What is the op? The, the it, it was the other one, uh, turbo uh, snail. Stroking than Cummins. But would you yeah. rather be snailing? <laughs> What's the turbo one? I don't know. Spooling. Spooling. Uh yeah, spooling. Us sp- spooling. All right. Uh, Eat with Navid says, "You guys never answered my question about the bananas <laughs> or badges." <laughs> is he reading <laughs> this with his leg crossed? I mean, are you saying? <laughs> I know, Navid. I'm sorry, we didn't answer. It what is this question? It was something about if we think it's more of a poser move to have the the uh, Chrysler or uh, Dodge, oh, yeah. the Dodge. Oh. Uh, Fucking the, the bananas, front spoiler the, lip, the little spoiler uh, protector, things. protector yeah. or yeah. fake AMG badges. Oh, I think li- okay, yeah, that on was like a very low end Mercedes. Fake AMG yeah. badges. So fake fake AMG badges because yeah. at least the ooh. But what if it's a what if it's not like a car that came with those yellow? Oh badges my god! Like, what if you painted them on? Like we've seen I've them seen where that. they paint. Yeah, we've seen they that. Paint That's pretty them. sweet. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking I, more, yeah, or if it's like the V6, but they put like a they put like the uh, Hellcat lip or yeah, whatever on it. Exactly. Yeah. But but still, badges are fake are worse because they're bad. Yeah. You're, That's the word. Because yeah. it's like it like the thing the yellow bananas don't say like they don't say Hemi on them or anything. Yeah, right. It's exactly. not like you're yeah. Fake BBS wheels lane or fake AMG badges. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're three piece. I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Well, uh, Art, Art, you have a chance to see this car. There's a Honda Accord rolling around with a five series front end on it. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's up in your area. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, did I take a picture? Or, or, I've or taken you, pictures of it no, back uh, in the day. Yeah, yeah, I've but, seen it. Yeah. The thing is crazy. So it has the, what is that style of? Of five series, it's after the E thirty nine, whatever the that E60. one was. The E sixty, E sixty five series front end on a Honda Accord. Crazy, yeah, dude. Looking. And then there's another one at the Burger Place, and it has, I think it's BMW badges on a normal Honda Accord. It might be the same yeah. guy. <laughs> um, Automotive Omnivore says thoughts on Car Week twenty twenty one. Sounds like it's happening per Pebble Beach and Gordon McCall. I'm hoping they're right. What do y'all think? I'll have my shots by then. All right. Nice. Uh, I think it's happening, and uh, I think worst case scenario, we have to wear masks. Yeah, mm-hmm. seems like it. I think so. I think everything else will be pretty much good to go. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be like in mask-free zone in California by then. Although Monterey County, where Pebble Beach lives, is a little bit more um, right-wing in mm-hmm. their politics and how they they do things, but uh, it's still a California call so i think masks but hopefully it'll be even better than that by august yeah it seems like it i mean especially the way vaccines are going i, I imagine like the majority of the population will be vaccinated by then at least the people who care right and they're and would be yeah. willing to go down there after they're vaccinated so 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're definitely planning on doing it. We're doing uh camping while awesome at Laguna Seca the weekend prior to Pebble Beach. Um for sure, as long as that's still going on and everything else that goes with it. So we're I'm so excited to Dude. do it. It's like definitely a a pilgrimage for us, yeah. even though it's only an hour away. Um we're really, really stoked for it. It's like amazing how foreign and distant the idea of like walking around a racetrack and seeing race cars is right now to me like it's like that sounds yeah. so fucking cool like and it was like <laughs> and it was like so normal for us for so long and it, we would, but that even seems so that's like that's like the low-hanging fruit of this whole, this week you know the car week stuff but like going to pebble beach with you know ten thousand people shoulder to shoulder at times that seems really hard to wrap my head around right now yeah i guess i don't really i mean i haven't gone to like concord elegance or anything like that right it's more like oh, okay, the stuff yeah. that i'm i mean but yeah that is definitely a thing right just in general masses just interesting yeah, yeah. uh tsis 350 says having seen an f50 this weekend at four till four my f40 allegiance is now in question which oh. car do you prefer interesting there's I'm, no I'm at 40 all day long yeah mm. the only but, thing that the f50 has that i would make me second guess the f40 is the sound but otherwise f40 all the way i think yeah. if the f50 had an f40 front end i would go f50 wait did i but say those... did i say that right did i say the f50 sound f40 yes i don't know if i said yeah. that right <laughs> sorry I just the front end of the F50 has not aged well, but everything else I think is fantastic. Um, yeah, and F50. I know the inter the in interior obviously Lane has a lot of experience with the F50 interior being pretty uh, that ages poorly, but uh, assuming you have the budget for an F50, you make that all right with new, you know, plastics and carbon. But um, having that V12 strapped to your back and uh, just that the size of it they're, they're so much better in person especially in mm. like a black insane insane really car cool, for sure but uh my my first love is the f40 and it always will be but i'm not a big turbocharged guy like yeah. having a fucking badass f1 inspired v12 is more appealing to me than a twin turbo v8 that that definitely is true and it's but, got a lot of the same cool yeah shit but i do think yeah. the f40 is not your typical turbocharged car. No, it's no. so bad. It's way more raw. <laughs> yeah, and like definitely not. A lot of turbocharged cars are like, it takes away the rawness and the motorsports feel. Yeah. I don't think that's the case with an F4. Dude, it's like small yeah. displacement, high revving, huge yeah. turbos. Like, it's so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it sounds amazing, uh, too. Like, there's that one video of... I will admit here, I, I, I've gotten teary-eyed multiple times over the years watching this video. I, I think it's... <laughs> Tire rack retired the fucking M3, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, oh, shit, was it, um, who was it? Um, damn it, was it Jonathan Palmer um, that, that is driving the uh, the F40 LM car at like Spa or something, and it's an in-car? The sound is fucking incredible, dude. Like, in, and it's a yeah. lot of turbo spool and a lot of engine noise. Like, it's it, a lot of exhaust, like, sound, I mean, music. It's, it's a... It's an amazing. So, so good. Uh, but, so there's a cool yeah. Chris Harris video where he drives an F40 and F50 back to back at that racetrack oh, right. in Scotland, I think, or where it's along the I think ocean. it's in Wales. Oh, it's, Wales, yeah. Yeah. Along the along the water there. Yeah. I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was F40 in that thing. Yeah. It, all all the way. Like he said, it was yeah, more yeah. entertaining and just had. It's as a know, driver's car, I'm sure it is. But, yeah. you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, the F50 came out, but it's kind of 
it's not as impressive as the F40 in performance, but it was still pretty fucking impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. weird how it's kind of crazy how hated that thing was. And the front end does have that weird, like, it does have this kind of bubbly, gaping mouth thing going yeah. on, which is, it's a little terrible. weird. Yeah, and the headlights. And don't they have, like, the 360 style where it's colored yeah. of the car behind, which is awful? Dead and age wall, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is it, the Wab, you would know, is it the F50 GT, that one-off that they made that was supposed to be for a series, that that, that, yeah. that is a fixed roof car with a with a roof scoop? That thing is amazing. Yep. Like, that. I know, and, and you should hear that yeah, thing. Yeah, it it's improves like, it. It improves it aesthetically significantly to where like it's 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 basically on par for the F forty for me. I think it looks so badass. Like it looks amazing. So there's dude, like three of those, I think. Oh, that many? I think oh, so. I thought they only made uh, one. Yeah. So that's the car that I that we made like three diffusers for it. Oh, Brad, for that's one awesome. of them. Because he kept ruining his diffusers because it's so low. Oh, shit. And he would like break. He would dra- break the veins. So mm. we made like all these sets of veins for him. Like main vein or just like side vans? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, picture this. Ferrari F50 with Jaguar XJ220 headlights. So that's ah, a, that's a yes. pop, pop, Ooh, side yeah, pop. Yeah. It's not a pop up. It's a yeah. side pop. Closed eyes. Which you don't hear about. much. You hear about K-pop yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. But side and pop rocks, of course. We all love pop rocks. Yeah. But side pop is a, is a rare one. So imagine F50 covered headlights uh, or... No, not covered headlights. What would you call that? They're no, that's a uh, just. I mean, pop <laughs> non-fixed uh, headlights. Oh yeah, they're, they are covered. They're headlights. not fixed headlights, though, right? Yeah, that's all. Not covered. Not fixed. So I, you know, Wait, you what? probably I don't know no, if you saw they're, that they're fixed. Stock but they have a ones cover. are yeah. fixed, covered. So clear lenses. Next time we have, if, if Clapman's on or if we're on TST, like I don't know if you noticed, he called me out specifically because we're like, because he he doesn't like pop-up headlights, dude, and like. It's fucking crazy because his whole thing You're is crazy. that it's like it the, the designer has to work around this thing and it's like no dude it's like the opposite like headlights are not yeah. uh, they're just there like and they no, have to you, style the them. design is with it closed the designer yeah. is stoked because when it's up is not all that you only have it up at night when you can't see the fucking car anyways right so exactly. so the whole thing is that like a headlight going to design school and stuff you're not supposed to headlights and taillights aren't supposed to be part of the design of the car you're supposed to they're supposed to be like a an add-on like an yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and then obviously you make them as good looking as possible but was he heckling us for the chisetta marauder because it has four pop-up probably but um but the thing with that is that like it's interesting i mean this is a bit of a tangent but like when it comes to modern car design like i was staring at the cayenne in the garage and i'm like dude like this is all just bullshit like they're like this design is totally like contrived and like they made it a design because people want a headlight here like the actual headlight itself is is about like maybe two and a half to three inches tall like that's like what actually is functional and the rest is this whole thing you know and like you know over time we're starting to see where cars are getting squintier but like it's gonna be it's gonna be weird right like to, to get used to that because you're so used to a headlight being such a big part of the front end and like it's un- although yeah. but you're talking about pop-ups and they had no headlights exposed and the cars looked appropriate yeah right? i mean but, like, and that, but is it the is it the um it's the, the, the big pedestrian fr- law the big, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the big the thing. frontal area has to be taken up by something. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but they're doing a good job. Like, I actually, I thought the the latest MDX is really cool with like the thin strip of LEDs. Have you seen that? Like, that looks good. Uh, it's a pretty good yeah. execution yeah. with small projectors. Um, I'm surprised I like to that. hear that. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I'm surprised to hear that from uh, Zach because he's such a lover of um, 
or at least they they seem to drive a lot of the modern supercars and i think all of them would look better with pop-up headlights me too it would be a more sinister sleek uh futuristic look instead of having these gaudy you know complex headlights like your cayenne um and having just this clean you know smooth nose i don't know what the smooth nose hashtag smooth nose (laughs) smooth nose What's that new Hyundai? Is it a new Hyundai? That little hatchback thing that's pretty rad looking. The Hyundai. Little electric Hyundai. one, dude. Yeah, whatever the hell that thing is called. So the other day I was driving at night and I was on. I think so cool. I was on one hundred and one here and and I saw that thing coming up. Like I was actually getting off. Uh, uh, and so he wait the one with the the V the Z styling on like the this, side. Yeah, yeah. That's already out. I don't know. What Maybe he called? saw. A, he might have seen a because a up, mule or something. On, up on Skyline, you see a lot of mules. Dude, and, stuff. It, and it, I couldn't figure. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, I was staring. You know, you typically you can tell what car it is by the headlights, right, coming up on you. And uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting looking. I, How cool are the wheels on that thing, too? Yeah, really cool design. That car is so rad. Hyundai's doing yeah. big things. Doing things. I know. Uh, it's really cool. Someone said, uh, "If I think it was Lieberman, he said uh, if this this almost looks like a modern day." Uh, Delta Integrale. Yeah, a lot of people have kind of like which is which is a good that. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Linebarger. We'll have to kind of go quick here. We're kind of running late. Well, forget it. Well, you guys deserve it. We'll keep going. <laughs> um, just bought an E30 325iX. The car is bone stock and needs a ton of work. The engine runs fine. However, the body has dents and chipping, uh, chipping clear coat. The subframe has rust Ugh. and all the bushings are blown out. What part of the restoration do you think I should tackle first and why? Dang, Supra? is that really a question? <laughs> it sounds like that subframe needs to be sorted right away. Dude. Yeah, how is the subframe work? How does that? Well, I don't, I don't know how that's put together. Is so, it, is so it? if you think of the rear, like where, like it has this, like you know, the semi-trailing arm rear that like the arms come off of this thing and this yeah. they mount onto the subframe, and so it's like this banana f- shape again <laughs> unless you have to huh. see it but but i mean if that's rusted that means that the mounting points are weakened and then like on top of that the bushings are all fucked up like i would and it's steel and it's steel obviously huh yeah I yeah so like I, i'm questioning how bad the rust is if it's just surface rust or what but i mean my inclination if all the bushings are blown out you have to take the subframe out to replace subframe bushings yep. so you're gonna have to address it then so i think you you kind of do a two-tiered two-phase approach here it's bushings and rust repair Get it, get it going down the road right, and then I mean, uh, engine runs fine and dense and clear coat. Who cares? But um, that's where I would go. Same here. Yeah. Um. All right, this is a little bit of a long one, but I think we can we can dive into it here. Average enthusiast says, pick the best heist car. Your boss has given you a hundred thousand dollar budget to pick the best car for his next heist. The car can be from any era. It must be capable to transport you and your crew, four people total, plus the package, oh. in a full-size Pelican case. The heist begins in a dense urban city. The escape route is three miles of surface streets, then 15 miles of freeway, followed by 10 miles on winding mountain roads up to the Alpine airfield. Once there, uh, uh, Pil- is it a Pilatus? Oh, Pilatus PC-12, dude. Those are so sick. PC-12. If you see it, you'll uh, recognize it. It's got one big turboprop engine in the front, and it looks like a I know Cessna it. Caravan kind of thing. I've actually never had to say Pilatus out loud, so I never really thought about Pilatus. it. Um, that awaits uh, for your escape. The plan is all set. All that is left 
is for you to choose the getaway car. $100,000, three miles of surface streets, 15 miles no of off-road, road, right? 10 yeah. miles of winding mountain roads, no off-road. I was waiting for the off-road. But you got you plus four, four additional. Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm, I'm sorry. Your crew. Four altogether. Yeah. Plus a package. It might just be a little jewelry case, though, or something. No, it says oh, a no, full-size pelican, pelican case. case. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen carefully. Yeah. That's fine. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm going no, Macan Turbo. Like, That's a good one. It's, it's, it'll get you through all that shit. That's, no problem. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Sporty enough. You have the, the space for the pelican case, and you guys get a black one pretty low-key. Looks just why like do you want SUV. it to be? Why do you want an SUV? Why do you want it to be high? Uh, because I want visibility and want to be hauling ass through the city. And if I'm low, I'm not, I don't know. It just feels like it gives me a little bit of an advantage mm-hmm. that way. Um, I also would like a little bit of ground clearance in case you're going over bumps and shit really fast. Um, that's my logic. Otherwise, you can go with the Panamera or something. It kind of also feels like uh, an SUV like that almost feels like the modern hot hatch. And it feels just more like you could, yeah, like zig around the city a little more. I also like that then, that is so like I mean, at least where we live like you know it's 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 not like a standout car right so it really blends in and it's v- like very performance oriented at the same time um, so it's yeah it, it wouldn't stand out as much. I assume this has to be a stock factory car. You can't no modifications modificata picata. Um, yeah, but wouldn't you want to have like if you were going that route? Wouldn't you go like Urus? That's not a hundred grand, dude. And that's also oh, like that's super true. gaudy, like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's not a hundred grand, so that's out. Um, God, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Everything initially I would go to is is way more expensive, so I'm not. I haven't picked anything yet. Um, I mean, you could do like an Alpha Julia or something, like. Um, but the back seat's not huge. Yeah. So you can even get away with like a the Audi version of this thing, like an SQ5 or something, right? Like, um, what is the uh, is there an RSQ5 or whatever the hell that is? <laughs> I don't even know. There's a the one Jono had the that's an, a standard SQ5. Yeah, I don't know. SQ5. I don't know oh, if yeah, there was SQ5. an R, you know, like the R version no. or whatever. No, I think I would be inclined to go with like a pretty well dialed rally car, um, and a four door so. I mean Subaru uh, 22B. Dang, little rear seats, and they have to open. You have to one. It's a two door, so you have to like get back in yeah. there. <laughs> well, they made a four door version, but what was that? It wasn't a 22B. No, that um, wasn't. And then uh, uh, like an uh, Evo, something like that. But I'm just thinking like super uh, nimble. Like, you're talking like Baby Driver, dude. B- baby Driver. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. But it, and it can be modified, so I don't know if this is a you know defeating the question here, but. Um, I'd go full full rally car. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I got. I'm gonna go. E39 M5. Oh, Clive Owen style. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like so it. It's the OG. You know, it's the OG. Like <laughs> this thing's as fast as a sport. You know, like I don't know. It was the. First sedan <laughs> with the 400 horsepower and six-speed manual and all that. It's a stuff. super saloon. Yeah, it's badass. So. Super saloon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Pedal Commute says, if Warren was to put on a vinyl wrap livery on his Vanagon, what would you guys choose? Well, we talked about this not long ago that it could be the Hobie Cat, but it mm. would be like us around a barrel fire 
you know, instead of the oh, right, like the little. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Um, well, in that vein, my mind went straight for early '80s Apple computer livery. Oh, it looks so good on it. Yeah, on that. yeah. I'm down with that. I'm that that would look really good, dude. Yeah, we get a lot of love probably right like here. Yeah. I'm curious what Pedal Commute has to say. Chime in. Call in. Uh, UPS. <laughs> UPS. Livery. USPS. <laughs> USPS. Post, US Postal. Yeah. Bike team. Uh, yes, exactly. M&M's. Uh, Pictures of Loud Noises says, will gold badges ever become popular again? I sure hope so. Hmm. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <You're a j> <laughs> you like does your Lexus have gold? Hell yeah, it does. Yeah. Gold package. Shit. Shit. <laughs> And you notice. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think that's it. That's all we got. And that's all? Long live the gold package. Long live the gold. Uh, oh, do we want to do trivia? <laughs> I almost yeah, forgot. That'd be cool, dude. <laughs> almost I'm, not used to going from, I'm still not used to going questions to trivia. It's uh, trivia time. Um, Art, can you do the honors while my computer wakes up? Yeah, let's see. That was into a can. Really like, Did that do anything? I didn't. I didn't really like that. Shit. Oh, that was really <laughs> weird. It was like popping and stuff. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> it, it. It. I imagine that going a lot better. Uh, kind of resonating through the can somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um. There is a Volvo V70 for sale in uh, New York, and it is pretty beat looking hubcaps looks like not even a turbo uh the asking price is 20 million dollars <laughs> wait what are you serious <laughs> how many uh, how many pigeons does it have in it <laughs> can you tell me why they're asking 20 million dollars i'm for claiming this car? pigeons dude eastern european pigeons or whatever they are <laughs> like fucking yeah dude the, <laughs> oh the, 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 ra the racing pigeons yeah the racing pigeons yeah. in a cage in the back <laughs> in new york you call them homie pigeons oh. not homing there you go um, any any guesses on why the asking price is uh quite high? Um, it's this is something that Art is very keyed into these days, so I'm surprised it doesn't. Oh, I don't know these what he's days. keyed into, but uh, maybe it's like the the hood has like, oh no, Bitcoin's not a physical thing. I was gonna say like, it has Bitcoins on it. <laughs> <Bitcoin>. <laughs> I don't Bitcoin know what that means. Pieces of paper like laminated on it. Like, paper. I don't know. There's no paper involved. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. Um, any guesses? Come on, Art. So tales from into? tales from the crypt currency. <laughs> Art's gonna be so frustrated when he doesn't get this. Damn it, dude. Um, does this have anything to do with synthetic fuels? Or <laughs> it's something that yeah. What's Art into, is included dude? with the car? I, I oh tires. Art likes tires. <laughs> it's the first Dunlop ever made. No, um, <laughs> dude. Uh, let me give you a hint. Yeah. Sammy Hagar. Oh, you can't drive fifty-five. Um, it, it come. Is it him? Did he own it? It's vodka. <laughs> yeah. It has vodka on it. Does it have a uh, a platinum record in the back that comes? Out? All right, you guys are. That's, you still didn't get it. The license plate that comes with the vehicle. New York on a New York plate. Ah, New Space York. There you go. And I've never really thought about this much for United States cars, California plates Wait, that are I interesting. I thought that was like a European thing, like British it, thing where they spend all the money on license plates. I did it's too. a thing here too, yeah. 
But this particular one, it's the it's the yellow with the dark blue banner, New York, and the license plate is New York. Damn. So uh, this guy's thinking someone's gonna pay twenty million. I mean, I'm sure it's worth something, but it's not. That's not. That's wild. Yeah. Um, speaking of value, recently there was a uh, an interesting piece of art that changed hands, and I, I imagine art, since it's your name, you might have found out about this art, but. Uh, <laughs> This is a uh, a JPEG file uh, that was auctioned off by Christie's, <laughs> and it is uh, called Every Days, The First 5,000 Days. It's a collage of all images that the artist known as Beeple has been posting online each day since 2007. Beeple. So it's one of those mosaics. It doesn't make another photo. It's not like Bob Marley's face appears mm-hmm. yeah. out of pictures of Bob Marley. It's not like Jim Carrey and whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a, it looks like a quilt of like a ton of little pictures. You know what a mosaic is. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's not great. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> not great. Um, this just sold over a, I believe it was a month long auction. Um, for how much? Well, if Bebop did it, it's probably <laughs> worth people. like. People, you son oh, of a sorry. bitch. Uh, Dude, I have so many questions. Um, Six hundred grand. Oh, JPEG. Man. By the I, way, I, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer PNGs, yeah. so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think it's only worth like four million. Whoa! Uh, did I also? We need to say it's digital artist known as Beeple. Digital artist All known right. as. Um, so the lot began uh, at a hundred dollars. And, oh, it was a two-week auction. I'm sorry. I hope it and closed at like 120. 69.3 million dollars. What? <laughs> what do you do with this? That's like more than like what's the what the? That is crazy. 69 million dollars for a digital. How many megabytes is the image? <laughs> Dude, so I guess, it, does it come with, like, rights? How to, many does, pixels is it? Does it come with so, rights to, like, display that or something? Like so that it, This is what I can tell you. I can't really explain it, but I can read this. Beeple's collaged JPEG was made or minted in February as a non-fungible token, or NFT, a secure network of computer systems that records the sale on a digital ledger known as a blockchain, gives buyers proof of authenticity and ownership. Interesting. So this is an a-, a digital asset, literally, that somebody thinks... It's like the art version of a Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting. Huh, that's, that's, uh, that's out there, bro. And they said that the bidding went, like, in the last, you know, couple hours, went crazy, and it was all over the world. What, China... What's, what's people's... Uh... What's people's uh, Instagram following? <laughs> he's only got 40 followers, but he's really good. But it's because they're, um, you, know, you got to be in on that blockchain stuff. It said with seconds remaining, the work was set to sell for less than $30 million. The oh, last moment it? cascade of bids prompted a two-minute extension and pushed the final price over $60 million. How do you spell his name? Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Beep. B-E-E-P-L-E. Oh, that's easy. Wait, and, is he like uh, Bippy? Bip, bip, that guy on YouTube. Lippy, how dare is you? Beeple crap? Beeple underscore crap? There's an artist. I don't know. Uh, two million. It's Mike... Mike Winkleman is his real name, but I'm sure it's Beeple. 
<laughs> Anyways, our uh, Beeple has six followers. It might be him. Well, there's also Beeple underscore crap. Two uh, million followers. Yeah, that one. Uh, that's pretty wild, man. That's it's crazy. it's wild. I don't really know what to say. Uh, there's definitely critics that are just saying this is this is horrendous, and then there's people saying that digital art is finally coming of age. I don't know what to make of it. I'm not a I, I appreciate art, but uh, they don't really understand this. So yeah, I'm just gonna say agree to disagree. So How's like, that? do you um, what does an art opening look like for this type of event? Like, so it's 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 a digital file on the computer. You see it. It's a little folder on the desktop. <laughs> And then, like, at I mean, some that's point, the thing. It's yeah. like you can't even display it at home without your. It has needs a TV to be like seen. It's a very weird thing. I mean, I guess you could get it printed in really high resolution, like a huge print of it. But yeah, um, it's like it's very so, strange. Yeah. Wait, so I don't understand. Is it licensed? Like you own the license? You so? there's only one. Somehow there's only one copy of it. But yeah, can like, you print them and sell them? I don't know. And do I, I own imagine, each individual photo, or is I it imagine just... you can. I imagine you can print it and sell it, or yeah, I, I don't know. It's yours now, so yeah, I guess technically you can do that. People, okay, but People. still, it would take a lot of time to rack up sixty nine. <laughs> what? what? You're not doing sixty it something to, million. You're not doing it to make money. Sales. Yeah. You're not doing it to make money huh. on the uh, the thing. All right, last question. Um, Apple patent patented something. Um, to go with their, well, rumored uh, new car glasses they're making. They're oh. making like a virtual reality or augmented reality. Not this again. Not Google well, Glass. I know, this Google Glass, but it's Apple, so it won't be quite as dorky, maybe. Um, what is it? What is this accessory that they want you to buy in conjunction with this? And this is just <clears throat> based on patent drawings. No one really knows. Hmm. But uh, they patented something uh, for the future. Probably like a pocket post for the year two thousand. Is it like a like a cup that fits over your genital area? <laughs> That's what I. I just, <laughs> it should be, it should be, for sure, for sure. Yeah, tidy whities that buzz the shit out of your nuts, <laughs> or whatever you got going on down there, um, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, both Lane and not my mind went in that direction, so I, I've got nothing else. <laughs> um, gl- power glove. <laughs> It's that's very close actually. Um vibrating haptic socks. Oh, interesting. So you could be it would give you the sense of motion without moving. Hmm. You could do that through it would like buzz your tickling uh, of your feet. <laughs> tickling the ivories. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's the patent drawing I'm showing you. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. It's almost well it almost <laughs> seems like um like a pressure thing, right? Like, cause when you step like you, that motion of like, like uh, when your heel hits the ground and how like, you know, the, the ground yeah. kind of moves across your foot. Or if like you were playing a video game with it, it would vibrate your feet to give you the sense of running or jumping maybe. Mm. Like if you jumped, it would vibrate your feet when you land. I don't know. I'm just an old so basically, piece of shit yeah, right yeah, just, just let's, yeah, let's just not do anything in the real world, man, and just attach <laughs> That's what it's pl- getting plug to. ourselves into this thing. Matrix. Exactly. Dude, it's Black Mirror. It's all Black Mirror. And you'll yeah. have your vibrating underwear, and I'll have the socks, Jeez. and Lane will have the little nipple twisters. We can swap. Oh. Good. Yeah, we can, yeah. I want the nipple twisters. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds totally brutal. Good. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's podcast about cars. That's wild, dude. Well, <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't gotten a question like that. Though. Like, what would you rather like 
be plugged into a virtual world where you can own any car you want, but it's not a real world or like actually own like one car that you really like. <laughs> oh. or, or maybe the question would be like, would you rather own an automatic PT cruiser and get to drive it out in the real world or only drive the best cars and the best simulators? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What would you rather do? Ah, oh, shit. Shoot. I think, dude, if I had like... F1 simulators and stuff? Yeah. Probably that, dude. I mean, you're all, you're really? pretty close. You never want to go on a drive ever again in, in a real PT world? cruiser? Dude, the wind going through your <laughs> scraggly hair? Dude, we can put you can put fans and shit like a really uh, elaborate one like it'll simulate yeah. wind and wind uh, It's not yeah. not the real you thing. You can put your hand out the the fake window and like you feel wind resistance. <laughs> you never get to like go on a road trip ever again. Well, but, all uh, road well, you can be a passenger, right? So, so I, I also imagine if you have the PT Cruiser, you're not able to play a virtual racing game. No, absolutely Simulator. Not. So, yeah, dude, I think you have to, right? Yeah. The, and and they'll, so oh, they'll continue to get better, too, right? To where yeah. it's like you will feel like the Gs. and like, Oh, dude, this is the so, start, dude. Yeah, there it is. Oh, See, dude, automotive, we're, all, we're already. Dude, heel yeah. toe. Uh, the, uh, oh, the, yeah, heel toe. <laughs> tickle me, socks. Tickle me, almost socks. That's it. Tickle me, almost. Dude, yeah, there it is. Um. I'm I'm going full simulation, man. Because at some point the simulator disappears, then you just plug in. That's that's kind of the way I see it. Like you're just kind of plugged in. To, your brain is is being hacked to simulate everything. You know what I'm saying? All right. I think I'm <laughs> hacked right now. All right. That's, that's a podcast. It. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. See ya. patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome do you enjoy the dwa podcast give us a little love and support us on patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive patreon podcast exclusive stickers koozies and discounts on everything in our store early access to rallies and other dwa events and much much more um yeah it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.